Hey everybody, welcome back. Another episode of Simply Amazing. Just me, Tim Ryder from the Apple. Uh, we're gonna, I guess, you know, skip over not so hot West Coast swing so far. I mean, we'll touch on the big points, of course. Full disclosure, I'm a little bit out of the loop. I've, uh, as you might have noticed if you follow the Apple, I've kind of stepped back from content over the last couple of weeks, just uh, feeling a little burnt out. And I work for myself. I have the opportunity to move back. There's plenty of Mets content out there. You're in great hands, but that's all going to be back in the swing very, very soon. But um, yeah, you know, the Mets are, after splitting in LA and losing a series in, in San Diego, um, it, three and four through the first leg of a, a first two legs of a West Coast trip, a very tough West Coast trip. Um, that's not so bad. Also, considering that three fifths of your rotation is still on the IL, and uh, you know you have the best offense in baseball statistically as of Thursday afternoon. Um, just you know had a a little valley, like we said many times, peaks and valleys. Uh, but all in all. Things aren't half bad. I think the Mets still enter Thursday. I know the Phillies are playing this afternoon, but I believe they entered Thursday at seven games up in the in the East over the Braves, and the Phillies are nine point five out. So again, moving along swimmingly, you really can't complain with how things have transpired. Um, you know the I, on the pitching side, Carlos Carrasco has been outstanding. Uh, guys filling in, you know, Pete, David Peterson, Trevor Williams, uh, they've been terrific. Taiwan Walker's been great. He had a tough outing. Uh, I believe it was his last out or second to last out, but otherwise, you know, 3.28 ERA on the year, 0.58 home runs per nine. That's up there among the, the league leaders. Uh, I do have Carlos Carrasco's numbers here. And by the way, David Peterson threw 33 and a third innings pitched, uh, during his time up this year, has a 2.97 ERA. Trevor Williams has a 3.58 ERA over 32.2 innings pitched. So again, these are all great things um, considering the situation the Mets found themselves in. Carlos Carrasco, though, I mean, this guy's been outstanding. Just head and shoulders, the, uh, the guy the Mets have needed him to be and even coming into the season with a full staff, and now that the the staff is uh is a little bit uh, decimated, he's been just outstanding. Uh, Cookies one point eight wins above replacement. That's F four. Uh, it's good for eighth in major leagues. That's among qualified starting pitchers. Three point five two ERA is thirty fifth in baseball, but is uh, two point six nine fielding in per- fielding independent percent. Jeez, I can't talk. Two point six nine fifth is uh. Ninth in the majors, 1.83 walks per nine is 13th in the majors, and 0.442 homers per nine is tied for seventh in the majors. So, you know, it, he's just been incredible, an incredible piece to something that's really been an incredible, uh, I guess, turn of events in, in Queens. Things have really, you know, despite all the adversity, despite the injuries, despite some, some hiccups, some ups and downs, I mean, the... <laughs> the valleys have been short-lived and the peaks have been, you know, ridden out. So this is, uh, it's all good things. Do want to talk about Chris Bassett. Um, Chris Bassett has 
not really been the same guy over his last few starts. And I guess even speaking with the media after his uh, his start on Wednesday in San Diego, which he got tagged again, um, was very honest. He, he's he's frustrated. He's not happy with where things are at. Um, you know, clearly just things are not working the same way they were. First half of the, the I guess I should say, shouldn't say the first half, over his last five starts, He's got a 7.62 ERA, a 2.84 batting average against, 38% hard hit rate. Uh, that's compared to a 2.03 batting average against and a 32% hard hit over his first seven starts. Um, his fastball, his fastball, which is you know bread and butter, both of them, uh, is just getting hit at a 2.78 clip. Over these last five starts, the off-speed, uh, the breaking pitches, 273, off-speed, 318, which, you know, at least on the, his breaking pitches were hitting, were getting hit at 250 over his first seven starts. But, you know, the fastballs, the fastball was at 208, or fastballs, sorry, were at 208 uh, over his first seven starts. And his off-speed pitches, which is, I think, just his changeup, I don't know, he doesn't throw a splitter, it was at 184. So again, these were pitches that he was able to lean on. It were pitches that were opening up the rest of his repertoire for him, and uh, they're just not as effective. I don't know if that's if uh, you know nationally hitters getting a book on him. I know that you know every team has scouting reports on every pitcher now. There's just so much information available, but hitters actually seeing a guy word spreading around amongst players, you know, buddies on different teams, whatever it is, um, you know. It's time to adapt, adapt. It's time to adjust. It's time to keep moving forward. Because, you know, we said it a few weeks ago. We said it when, when Max went down. Chris Bassett was really going to be leaned on to be the uh, the ace in the hole with DeGrom and Scherzer both out. And, you know, Carrasco's been that guy. But at the time, you really couldn't expect Carlos Carrasco to uh, continue as consistently as he has, especially after last year. But, you know, after the elbow surgery, after the getting the, I mean, the, uh, getting the elbow, uh, bone spurs cleaned out and, um, he's looked like a, just a different pitcher. His velocity is up. His slider is sharper. His change up in his slider coming in it, just almost identical tunnels. And it's throwing hitters completely off. And you can tell when cookies on and when cook, when he's off and more often than not this year, he, he's really, he's been on and it's been outstanding. Um, Adam Adovino, as shaky as he's been at times, has actually been decent on this uh, on this West Coast West Coast swing. Um, I know that a lot of a lot of fans aren't really confident when Adovino comes in, and uh, I think it's all depending on how his stuff looks. There'll be days when Adam Adovino's slider is just incredible. There's other days when it's not, and there's other days when he just has no command over it. But you know, over his last few outings, he's been okay. Uh, Colin Holderman, who really kind of blew up on the scene and, and, and really looked fantastic his first few outings, has kind of slowed down. Um, you know, this is it ebbs and flows, man. This is what it's all about. It's about picking each other up. It's about, you know, you fall into a, a, a tough stretch for the Mets, three out of four after traveling cross country without an off day against two of the best teams in the National League. If you want to call that a down stretch, fine. Granted, yes, their offense was down. We'll get to that more in the in, in, later on in the show. But you know, this is um, it is what it is. It's a long season. There's gonna be periods where the Mets lose a series. I mean, I know 
just scrolling around on Twitter, another area that I've been <laughs> kind of steering away from in, in recent weeks, just the, that the negativity is just, it, it's a, it's such a drain. Like, you know, you constantly have to laugh it off and realize that, oh yeah, either it's a nonsense account or someone who's hiding behind an account and they're just out there to mess with people and you just, yeah, okay, whatever. And even I'm guilty of losing my temper and, and losing my cool with these people sometimes, but you know what? I honestly don't care. Um, it's not real life. It's Twitter. And, uh, you know, if I'm unemployable because I'm, uh, I say what I mean on Twitter, then, you know, so be it. I, I have a job anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to the Mets. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a string of guys falling off, guys coming back up, guys, you know, stepping in and, and, and pulling their weight when needed. And I think we've seen a lot of that this year, and it's it's been incredibly important to the Mets' success. And, and as we've seen, this has been an extremely successful ball club. Um you know, what happens with David Peterson and Trevor Williams once guys start coming back, which, very good news, Tyler McGill will be pitching on Friday. Um, that was uh, reported after the game on Wednesday. Uh, he'll be starting the series in Anaheim. Uh, I do have starters here somewhere, but we'll get to that shortly. Uh, Jacob deGrom threw a 19-pitch bullpen session this week. Uh you know, one has to assume if things keep on moving along good that uh, he'll be ramping that up soon. I, I don't think rushing him along is prudent. I think that, you know, we just discussed all the guys who have been stepping up. And, you know, is it <laughs> is this the group that was built for this team to ride the wave and stay on that plane through a season? No. But as we said, over 162, these things are going to happen. And, you know, I think the risk of rushing Jacob DeGrom back to um, just get, you know, guys like Peterson and Williams who have performed fairly well out of the rotation, uh, the risk and reward just doesn't match up there for me. But it's all going to be depending on how Jake feels. Um, I had one more injury note. Where are we? No. McGill's back Friday. Jake threw his bullpen. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, of course, we haven't been on. Recording, uh, he got uh, bit by his dog. I guess his dog had a uh, pulled up lame <laughs> on, on a walk around the neighborhood. And I guess the dog was in noticeable pain and Max went to pet it and the dog nipped his, his pitching hand. But, you know, it was a blown up into a big story, but it actually wasn't a big story. He was doing long toss the next day. So, you know, again, that's going to be a longer process. You also have Trevor May still on the shelf. I think Buck Walter said he's coming along nicely, but... You know, guys have to step up, and granted, this is not the ideal situation, but with a seven-game cushion and, as we said, the statistically the best offense in baseball, the, the Mets have some wiggle room, and that's a, it's really a, a beautiful place for them to be. I do have some offensive numbers here, and first, you know, we should note, yes, some guys had really, really tough runs so far out west, but heading into Thursday's games, which, of course, the Mets aren't playing, uh, the offense is at 11.8 F war. That's tops in major leagues. Also best in the majors is their 263 batting average, 334 on base, uh, 114 weighted runs created plus is third. 19.6% strikeout rate is fourth. Uh, 1.8 base running metric, which is um, Fangraph's base running metric. Uh, 0.0, of course, being average. 1.8 is 
Um, oh, no, you know what? I'm mixing up stats there. Just this is their runs above. And that's 11th in the majors, which, you know, over the past, what, gosh knows how long, uh, the Mets have been towards the bottom of the league in base running runs added. That's what it is. It's base running runs added. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to myself. Um, and they're doing it all with the 23rd best average exit velocity in baseball, which everybody said, oh, this isn't sustainable. It's not sustainable. Well, it, it's looking awfully freaking sustainable. Um, let's take a real quick break. Again, it's just me today. It's going to be a real quick episode. Uh, we're going to come back and talk about the guys who have been struggling and uh, also have to talk about, of course, some the in, more injury bugs. But uh, And I look ahead at the Angels, who are uh, the Mets' last trip on this uh, this rugged West Coast road, road warrior uh, episode. But yeah, hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Um, as noted, the Mets went three and four over their first two series on their West Coast road trip. Uh, split with the Dodgers. Lost a series, a three-game set to the Padres out west uh, in San Diego by the beach. Um, Eduardo Escobar really has been uh, tearing the cover off the ball. He's 10 for 27 through the first seven games of the road trip. Two homers. Uh, he hit for the cycle, of course. First Mets player to do it in some time. Four strikeouts and 28 plate appearances, which is a very nice uh, encouraging turn from where he was just a few weeks ago. Uh, Jeff McNeil, 6 for 21. Mark Canna, 6 for 22. Again, the guys who kind of have to be in there. Pete Alonzo was 6 for 23, I believe, um, before taking a hit-by-pitch on the hand on Tuesday, Wednesday. On Tuesday, uh, MRIs and x-rays and all that stuff came back clean. No fractures. But uh, as you saw on the broadcast, uh, Pete could not grip his bat. Um, I think he said it best when he said he thinks this is the best case scenario. Um, I'm sure you have to wait for swelling to go down and reassess. We've all seen times, uh, I guess we can all remember times where an initial hand x-ray shows nothing. Swelling comes down, you see a broken bone in the hand later on because there's got to be a million little bones in your hand. At this point, I think everyone's just hoping for the best. Um, I was a little surprised that Dom Smith wasn't added to the uh, taxi squad, but I guess with the final game in San Diego, maybe they figured they didn't need him. Uh, we'll be curious to see if he makes the trip um, to Anaheim just to have him there. Could be helpful. Um but yeah, uh, even Starling Marte, who hasn't been hitting so well since his, I guess, before he went out west, he was really on a tear uh, since he's hitting 203 on this road trip, but uh, came up, it didn't even come up lame, was visibly a little uncomfortable after sliding into second early in the San Diego series, uh, came out of the game, I guess tried to stay in, came out of the game soon thereafter. Also very encouraged by what he was telling the press through uh, our buddy Alan Suriel on Wednesday that uh, 
he feels that he avoided the worst, at least avoided an IL stint. Everybody's day-to-day at this point. Again, you just got to hope for the best. Uh, Francisco Lindor, you know, a guy that the Mets really need to rely on if Alonzo and Marte are out or, you know, as as is inevitable when, you know, there are slumps. Um, Lindor, who, you know, early on in, I guess, the second half of May was uh, was on fire. Since going out west, he's four for 25, um, you know, looking a little off. But, you know, I think we were starting to see that Francisco Lindor is sort of that up and down, but really keeps those ups and downs short when he's right. When he's right, you know, maybe he goes on a 15-20 game hitting streak. But I think we're always going to see, a, a, you know, a, a week of good Lindor, maybe a few games of bad Lindor. But he's been seeming to turn it around fast this year, which is really a welcome change from, from what we saw last year where, you know, first month plus of the year, almost first two months of the season, he was just, he looked lost at the plate. Uh, and of course we've talked, you know, at length about uh, what he did after like, I guess the turn of May to June last year. And even just this year, he's just been, he's looked like a confident hitter, which, you know, if any <laughs> Mets fans might not even be familiar with what that looks like, but if you watched him in Cleveland, he was, you know, one of the most confident hitters in baseball. He was just going up knowing that he would go up there and do some damage. And you're starting to see that. And I think that's part of the um, formula to him snapping out of these funks so quick is having that confidence to lean on. And, you know, hopefully it it pans out because, uh, you know, especially if Alonzo does turn into an IL stand, who's been just the, the backbone of this offense. And, And that's a, that's a, it's a bold declaration to call one guy the backbone of this offense because everyone's really contributing, but in their own little way. But Pete Alonso's having an MVP level season. If he misses considerable time, um, you know, as we said in the first half, guys stepping up, guys are really going to need to step up. He was a, a big producer, you know, major league leader in RBI, I believe still. I'm not sure if he's still up top, but he was as of late. Uh, Luis Guillorme, who's been on a terrific tear, um, you know, nobody likes to toot their own horn, but I am going to toot my own horn because me and, and a handful of others were really all over Guillaume's major league potential a long time ago. And, and he's just, he's lived up to all of that, um, that optimism that a lot of us had. I think, uh, you know, high contact and low strikeouts play at the plate um, at this level. And that's his bread and butter. And, you know, gold glove caliber defense is always going to play. You can have no bat whatsoever and still have a job in the majors if if you're an above plus-plus defender, which Guillaume is. He's two for his last 17, but, again, I wouldn't wouldn't be all too concerned. Uh, He's always been one to see the ball hit the ball. Pitchers are clearly making adjustments to him since he's been just, you know, scorching hot. So – you know, it's going to be on him to kind of bounce back. And I think he has enough plate appearances at the majors at this point to see his way through that fairly easily. And hopefully the Mets coaching staff and will, uh, will kind of walk him through that. You got to, you got to assume that things are a little bit differently with the swagger these guys are walking around with. And one more note, JD Davis, JD Davis, who, uh, very, very, the publicized, uh, He's going to be getting more reps uh, with the absence of Dominic Smith or the demotion of Dom Smith, I should say. 
really hasn't done much with it since going out west. He's five for 21. Um, I know we saw flashes, and I think that, you know, we've said it a million times. Davis's hard hit and exit velocity profile is always going to get him at bats because, as we know, the harder you hit the ball, the better chance you have of that ball finding grass or finding seats. Um, you just have to kind of wait it out, I guess. You know, this is a guy who's not getting very consistent at bats, um, sporadic, you know, at best. So as he kind of finds his rhythm, I think we'll probably see him snap into gear, hopefully sooner rather than later. And uh, what else do we got? On I think on the offensive side, that's really about it. As I said, I've been a little out of the loop, so if I did miss anything, um, you know, don't mind me. And before we wrap up, just, I guess, let's take a look at the uh, the Angels who are coming into town. <laughs> on a, <laughs> just on a rickety old uh, junker, they're coming into, well, we're going into their town, but you know what I mean. The Angels have lost 14 in a row. Uh, Joe Madden, their manager, was fired this week after Michael Waka of the Red Sox threw a complete game shutout. That was, I believe, their 13th loss in a row. I believe. Not not 100% on that. It could have been their 12th. Uh, Mike Trout, who finally having another Mike Trout season. Not finally, but he's had a lot of injury issues. But was having a Mike Trout season before hitting the worst slump of his career. I believe he was over 32 before. You know what? I have, I have it right here. Uh, we're not going to pull it up. Yeah, he was in a nasty, nasty little drought. Um, he's He pulled his groin, came out on Wednesday. Uh, and you know what? I could probably, I could definitely check and see if he's in the lineup tonight, which he could be. I really don't. Oh, it's a 9.30 game. Lineups aren't out yet. Uh, don't know if he's playing tonight. If I'm the Angels, though, I'm certainly giving him another day to rest up. Um, Shohei Otani pitching tonight against the Red Sox, so the Mets won't be seeing him. Uh, certainly not the uh, same for average offensive threat that he was last year. I mean, I believe he was only a 260 hitter last year, but, you know, Otani's still got a 322 OBP. He's still hitting 11 home runs this year. Really, he's, he's moving right along. He's not, um, I guess he's not exactly the, uh, the force, or at least maybe people are just used to it, which I can't wrap my head around that. It's just a unicorn, but, um, I'm sure we'll see some fireworks from him this weekend. You got to assume that Madden on his way out is going to shake some things up. And I, I said it on Twitter, maybe a couple of days before Madden got fired. I forgot who I was talking with, but he was, you know, he, I think we've all seen it. A manager just start arguing with the umpire just to rile up his team. That's never a good sign. And, uh, yeah, a couple of days later he was canned. So um, you have to imagine guys are going to wake up. I think uh, you know the rest of that roster is very. Um, it's a fun team. I think they have the the potential to really do some damage. I would have liked them, like to see them go out and and maybe add some more pitching. I think Reed Detmers has been a nice surprise. Um, of course, Otani, terrific, and the you know the Mets are going to see three of their um, I guess middle guys. Eh, well, I don't want to call Noah Syndergaard one of their middle guys. He he's he he had a really nice start to the year, but has kind of slowed recently. I got, I do have stats here. Uh, so Friday, the Mets are going to see Jared Lorenzen, who has the, probably the most impressive biceps 
out of any pitcher in baseball. Like, he's up there with Marte. He really is. Once you see him take the mound on, on Friday, take a look at those guns. Those things, you know, you need permits for those. Uh, he throws a sinker, a four-seam, a changeup, and a slider. Kind of throws the kitchen sink. You guys are probably all familiar with him from his days with the Cincinnati Reds. Um, and the Mets have, now I have to check because all they did was write down the Angels. What do we got? What do we got? We have, right, we have McGill on Friday, Carrasco on Saturday, and Taiwan Walker on Sunday, which I had right here. But um, Patrick Sandoval will be going on Saturday. Uh, having a decent year. I, I'm not too familiar with his stuff. I know he leans heavily on his four seam. Uh, has a decent slider, but the Mets have really done well against breaking stuff this year, so I'm not all too concerned there. And then he got Noah Syndergaard. Going on Sunday, which is uh, just unbelievable. And, um, you know, it, it, you still have to wonder whether the Mets second guess letting Noah walk. I know, you know, paying him all that money after not pitching much over two seasons was a gamble. If you look at his, you know, if you looked in the first few starts of the season, he still has a, a 3.69 ERA on the year, which is extremely respectable. He's doing well, especially considering he hasn't pitched much. Over his first five starts, he had a 2.45 ERA. Uh, you know, he, he was looking terrific. He really, and he's not striking out as much guys as he was. He's kind of increased those over his last few outings, but um, really just looking like Noah. Um, I think he's learning how to pitch as opposed to learning how to just blow guys away. And that's, you know, that's encouraging. That's exciting for him. I'm still a Noah Syndergaard fan. I'm happy for him. And uh, so after that, you know, 2.45 ERA over his first five starts, he let up 10 earned runs over his next three. I believe it was a, I think it was nine and two and then one and one. And then he had a, uh, a six inning pitch, one earned run outing versus Boston this week, his last time out. Which, you know, looked to, uh, he was matching zeros with Michael Waka, so, you know, you have to assume that he's, he was feeling good. It's a nice, it's a very, very dangerous Red Sox lineup. And hopefully the Mets um, get his best and do what they will with his best. We'll, we'll see how that all turns out. Um, otherwise, I think that's really all we got. Um, yeah, I'm going to be, like I said, back in the swing of writing uh, very soon. I hope to have something back up and ready to go. Um, let's say this weekend, if not early next week, kind of just getting things uh, worked out on my end. And, and yeah, you know, got to have your mind right. And on that note, that's going to be it for us today. We'll see you guys next time. You know the sign-off. It's Let's Fucking Go Mets. We'll see you next time. Peace.